Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. Well, hello and welcome to episode 67 of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here as always with Michaela. Michaela, you are just traveling the world again, uh, seeing the sights, uh, enjoying some time with your friends and family. Uh, but hopefully you weren't doing any of that. You were watching movies. So what did you get up to over this past weekend? I did get to see some movies um, while I was visiting the beautiful Palm Springs, looking at the stars. Mm. Um, they have a Hollywood walk because it's next to Hollywood. It's basically right over the mountain range. If you don't know geography, like most of me, uh, most of Americans, um, mm-hmm. apparently mm-hmm. we were really close to Hollywood and I had no idea. Um and uh, but they have a Hollywood walk. So I got to see like Frank Sinatra's uh, star, Palm Beach star. And I got to see Marilyn Monroe's. And that was kind of neat. And um, I got to see some really great Oscar nominated movies. Um, excellent. Excellent. Fill out, you know, the 30, the 37 films that, that I still have to watch. Did you Oscar? Did you talk to anyone out there about getting a drinks and movies star? on this Palm Springs walk of fame. That's what we need. I did. I did. Uh, I oh, did. Okay. And it's in the works. It's in the works. I did find a really great place to go for some amazing star studded cocktails. If oh. anybody is in the Palm Springs area and they pass a place called crazy Mel's go in there, talk to a gentleman by the name of Brian. We're going to post his picture and a picture of a couple of the cocktails that he made on the site. They're amazing. I really recommend the Ruby slipper we're okay. gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna recreate it on Lobby Bar uh, in that, a couple of weeks. It's absolutely amazing. It's so so good. I wish we had known about it when we were doing Wizard of Oz. It's so tasty, um, and it's totally star studded. So there's a lot. There, there was a lot. There was a lot of cocktailing. A lot of a lot of uh, Hollywood star studdedness. I got to see where like Bing Crosby lived when. He made a white Christmas. Um, I got to see a Zoltar um, machine. Oh yeah. And from course, big. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course I, I made a wish. My wish came. Well, I made a wish. It hasn't come true yet. Um, I'm not a size six anymore or yet, but, TB, you know, TBD, but, TBD. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I think, I think the wish will come true with diet and exercise. Like most things <laughs> we'll we see. are, we'll see we are, uh, we are pulling for Zoltar to come through. Uh, but that, that's good. You sent me a picture of that cocktail that looked delicious. Um, I also caught up on a few of my Oscar films. I'm a, a little bit ahead of you, but, uh, you know, we're, we're down to the wire, so we got to do that. But, uh, you know, we had the Batman come out this week. We're planning to go see that. That'll be exciting. I went and saw, uh, Death on the Nile, which was a lot of fun, uh, at a matinee showing on Monday. I talked about that a little bit in the lobby bar. So that was a good time. And yeah, just been having, having some drinks. We had a big birthday celebration for my wife over the last, uh, she, she's been stretching this thing out now, like two weeks, but we've been having lots of good cocktails and stuff for that too. So a lot of fun to be had, but now it's it, a is, season. it is, it is the season. It's a season of of good times and the good times are going to keep on rolling because we are uh, in Oscar month. So we need to, we need to buckle down. We need to watch some things. And today we're going to be talking about a movie that is nominated for one Academy award. And yeah, we better take a quick break. We'll be back to make our cocktail and, and get into that. So this week's cocktail. Okay. It's, you know, usually here at drink the movies, we come up with a concoction 
and representative of the film or something that happens in the film or a drink that is profiled in the film. And we, we do that here. We're doing that in this episode, but it's mm -hmm. also mm -hmm. a classic cocktail, right? This isn't yes. anything uh, super, it's very fancy. I think it's a fancy cocktail, but it's very classic. We're not doing anything super um, crazy with it. It's a very classic thing. Um, and I'm really exciting. Uh, I'm very exciting, but I'm also excited. You are to exciting, go over yes. It because, <laughs> but I'm very excited. You're more exciting after you've had a couple of these cocktails, for sure. That's right. That's right. I definitely feel that way about myself. Um, so it's this is a very old take, a very classic take on a wonderful drink, which is uh, the martini with a twist. And this is a Tanqueray mm -hmm. martini. Um, so it's got a long history. Um, and I, I, you know, I know that this is a near and dear cocktail to your heart, Brian. So I'm yes. going to let you talk a little bit about what you love about this one. Yeah, that's right. So, so in the film we're covering this week, which is uh, House of Gucci, we have we have uh, we have two characters here, Patrizia and Maurizio. A uh, case of mistaken identities, but a not a mistake in this cocktail, uh, as Patrizia orders up this Tangere Martini with a twist, which, like Michaela said, is like the most classic of classic cocktails. The martini goes way way back to like the 1860s. There were a lot of weird variations on it when. Uh, you know, kind of gins were coming into being. And 1830 uh, is actually when Tangray first started making their gin. So you had all of these different kind of gin concoctions that they called martinis. But like the modern like interpretation of like a dry martini, what you think of a martini today uh, really kind of dates back to uh, like the early 1900s. Like there are some mentions of it in like 1904 and 1911, uh, kind of where you're just having the gin and some vermouth, uh, you know, more of what we expect to get, you know, now when you order a dry martini. Um, and you can really do your martini two ways. You can do it with a twist, which is with a lemon peel, or you can do it with an olive. Uh, those are the the classics there. But, you know, in the, in the film, she orders a, a tangere martini with a twist. So I'm like, where are we going to find out, you know, kind of the best proportions to do that? Why none other than the tangere website? I figure if they, you know, they would know better than anyone how to make a tangere martini. So uh, we went with their... We went with their uh, amounts there and made it just a style, uh, ju just like you would straight off of the uh, straight off the website there. So why don't you run through uh, that recipe there for everyone, Michaela? Now this is a sure. little bit different, you know, than the way we make our own house martinis, which we've talked about, you know, uh, several times right. in the past uh, episodes. That's right. Of course. So this one, this one is a little bit different, but why don't you run through it for everyone? Right. So I usually, yeah, because I use like double or triple the amount of gin, let me be clear. But this particular recipe calls for one and a half ounces of gin, uh, tangeray, of course, half an ounce of dry vermouth. This is important, guys and girls, people of all, okay? Dry vermouth, not sweet vermouth. There is a big difference, okay? Don't mess that one up. You will regret it. Uh, yes. So one and a half ounces of gin, half an ounce of dry vermouth, and a lemon peel, okay? You're going to put the gin and the dry vermouth in, um, in a chilled glass, okay? This is a gin martini. So there's all this talk, right, about shaking it versus stirring it. You don't want to bruise the gin. Um, a lot of people don't want to shake it because you don't want to bruise it. I, I have never really, I don't even, I just, I just shake it. 
I don't know. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't listen to Michaela. Uh, definitely, don't do definitely stir don't it. Don't do definitely that. Definitely stir it. Don't shake it. It, it gets it gets it all cloudy. You want it to be crystal clear, looking good. Um, if you're making a gym, if you're making a vodka martini, which you shouldn't do anyways, um, you can shake that because it doesn't have the aromatics in there, so it doesn't get quite as cloudy as the gin does uh, when you're doing that. But yeah, so put it in your cocktail shaker, stir that sucker with some ice, pour it into a chilled martini glass. And then what's what's really important if you're doing the twist is you want to take your lemon peel, you want to kind of express that over the top so it gets it kind of busts up the surface a little bit, you know, spritzes out some of that uh, that citrus uh, oils from the from the skin, and then you can drop that down in there. And that's really important because that's kind of the only thing that's flavoring this thing. And then the citrus oils, and that gin kind of combine, it makes it very lovely. It's very aromatic. Um, it's very floral, much different than when you do an olive where you get like that salty brine uh, right. kind of thing going on. So so it's a, it's a completely different uh, taste profile. And I don't very often do with the, with the twist, with the lemon peel. Uh, what about you, Michaela? I know that uh, normally when we are sending pictures of our martinis that we're drinking while we're watching movies, uh, it's, it's always of the olive variety. But lemon peel, do you ever, do you ever go that way? I, I do. I do. Um, I, I do like mine with lemon though. I think it adds uh, a different, a different dimension of flavor. And um, when I did have this, uh, we were staying, obviously we were in Palm Springs. We were staying in a house that didn't have a shaker. So I had no choice, but to uh, stir mine with uh, a little bit of, uh, I did use ice though. Um, I stirred it with a little bit of ice to make it cold. So mm-hmm. um, it, it is really lovely uh, with the Tanqueray. Cause I don't think I've done Tanqueray with a lemon peel before now, which I'm a little embarrassed to say uh, because it's such a classic, but this was really refreshing. Um I, 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 when we talk about the movie, right there, they, they have this drink in like a, a club mm-hmm. that somebody or the basement of someone's house that looks <laughs> like a club, <laughs> you know, somebody, somebody very rich is throwing a party and, um, and so there's a, there's a dance floor and it's all lit. Like the floor is lit up. It's very 1970. Um, it's, crazy or 1978 something like that it's insane and the vibrancy of the what's happening around them while they're drinking it it really it makes you think you know that it would it would be well suited to the air to the what's happening right Mm -hmm. because of the citrusy of the lemon peel and the kind of the bitiness of the gin yeah yeah exactly exactly it's a classic cocktail and it's a classic for a reason um, and yeah, you should definitely try it out. So let us know if you whip one of these up, if you are an olive or a lemon peel kind of a person, but for now, Michaela, we better, uh, stir up and strain out some martinis because it's time to talk about this week's film, the house of Gucci. Spoiler warning for house of Gucci. If you've not yet seen this 2021 movie directed by Ridley Scott, you might want to press pause and go watch it because we're definitely going to talk about it. We're definitely going to talk about the ending. It's also based on a true story. So if you don't know anything about House of Gucci and you don't want to be surprised, don't read anything about it either. <laughs> um, yeah. Because this is based on a true story. And because it, it, I am actually very surprised in some ways because when there was so much hype about this film that uh, because of, 
since it was based on a true story and Adam Driver and Lady Gaga act as these real characters, right? Mm -hmm. Maurizio Gucci and um, Patrizia Reggiani. These were real people. These were things that really happened. Um, it sounds a little crazy, but it was, it's all true. <laughs> well, a lot of it is true. Um, some, some of it I'm sure was dramatized. It's, it's true-ish, true-ish. It's true-ish. Um, but they, they do such a great job of acting it um, and portraying these characters, these real people, that there was a lot of Oscar buzz around this for a long time. So if mm-hmm. you're not interested in talking about what really happened or any of that, press pause. Don't go any for, for, forward because we're totally going to talk about it. Go have a martini. Come back when you're ready. Okay. You've been warned. <laughs> spoiler warning over. Spo- that, that was a spoiler warning for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Like Michaela said, it just came out this past year um, has uh, Adam driver and lady Gaga as the main characters, but you know, there's a lot of other stars in this thing that we're going to be talking about um, as well. And yeah, this thing had a ton of hype coming into it. Um, it was supposed to be the, the year of these two big Ridley Scott films and between the two, it uh, garnished the one Academy Award nomination, uh, which is partly why we decided to cover it and to talk about it because we need to watch these Oscar films anyways. You and I did not get a chance to see this. I think it released actually, you and I were on vacation. I think it came out uh, right around the time we were up in the Finger Lakes drinking wine. So we didn't have time to go see uh, uh, House of Gucci. So, uh, but we're able to see it now. You can rent it um, on any of your uh, streaming platforms, which is, uh, how I watched it, um, I think, Michaela, you mentioned to me that you watched it on an airplane uh, coming back from your trip. So that's pretty fun. Good way to good way to pass some time, I guess, watching a Oscar nominated film. But let's get into this thing. Like you said, it is a true story. It opens. You have Adam Driver sitting there at a cafe and you have Lady Gaga's kind of doing this uh, voiceover talking about the uh, Gucci brand uh, and how that, uh, you know, it's world renowned for being very fancy, uh, very expensive. Uh, very, uh, you know, uh, kind of limited, quality. very exclusive. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's, and she says something about the, the one day you hope you'll be rich enough to afford the second, uh, like cheapest item in the store or something like that. And, and no one ever can because yeah, it's, it's this brand, it's this family business. Um, and then uh, he gets up and leaves and that's where, where the film gets started. So that's right. We uh, we get into we meet our characters. Uh, like I said, we meet uh, Lady Gaga, who is playing Patrizia Reggiani. Uh, she's there. She gets invited to this party. Um, she goes. And who does she see there? She sees a gentleman standing behind the bar. That is none other than Adam Driver, who is playing Maurizio Gucci. She says, hey, barkeep, get me a Tangeray martini. Uh, and he says, I am not the bartender. The bartender left, but he looks over. Uh, he sees Patrizia and he's like, I'm going to make this lady a cocktail. Done. Done deal. He mixes it up and our fates have been sealed at this point. Now, to be fair, he's wearing a tuxedo <laughs> and he's standing behind a bar. Everyone was wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> no. I, what, what were they? I, she wasn't. Well, she was, was not wearing a tuxedo, B. I, I guess it was it was, it was t- it was technically a costume party, but I guess if your last name is Gucci, you just always wear a tuxedo, I think is, is the way that it works. And, and also I, Adam driver is like, is like, is like eight feet tall or something too. So he, I guess he, he sticks out at this party a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that, so he does. He does. But yeah, he, I, I, the chemistry between them is kind of electric because 
he he he's definitely taken by her he says that she looks like elizabeth taylor he says oh i don't recognize you i would have recognized i would have remembered elizabeth taylor and she's like oh i promise you i'm a hell of a lot more fun than elizabeth taylor and they dance and they have a good time and then he kind of he's you know it's midnight he says he's gonna go home um but she she i you know you you're led to believe by this scene that she recognizes his name and she knows who he is that he is the heir apparent right to this fortune that is the mm -hmm. gucci mm -hmm. fortune now gucci was really well known at the time but it was much more exclusive than it is today right today you can go and for you know five hundred dollars which still is a lot of money um you could go get a gucci <laughs> bag okay correct yes correct. but it's still a lot of money but back then you you couldn't do that that like normal people you know, this was, it was very creme de la creme. They only had like a handful of cows that they would slaughter every year for the leather to make bags and leather goods for Gucci. So this was, this was only sold in New York and Milan and Paris. That was it. Um, That's right. Now it is so, sold in Charlotte, North Carolina. You don't have to make right, an appointment I mean, to go into the store, but you can, you can, you can go get it right here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, absolutely. So you know, this, this, this was uber, uber exclusive. So she knew, um, so she, you know, you, you're led to believe that Patricia makes uh, kind of, she's very resourceful. So she finds out kind of where he is and she mm -hmm. sets up this other kind of meet cute where they're both in a library. And then of course she like totally drops the ball and is like, oh yeah, I don't really read, but um what do you do? And he's like, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer. And mm -hmm. she basically, you know, says, well, you know, we really need to date. You really need to ask me out. And so um, he does. He's like, I would absolutely love to take you out. And then it's the, I think it's really, she does this really well. She just takes out her lipstick and mm -hmm. she writes yep. her, right. She writes her lip, her, her phone number on the yeah on the on the windscreen of the vespa yeah it's it's kind of hot <laughs> yeah it's, i mean it's yeah it's pretty good there's a there's a couple of scenes in the in the movie that i liked a lot and that's definitely definitely one and you, and you definitely kind of get the the vibe that she's like stalking this guy down um because he's i mean he's he's cool he's the heir apparent to this you know to this family business this very exclusive uh, luxury fashion fashion brand obviously he's uh, studying to be an attorney but he still is a little bit kind of shy and reserved like he doesn't seem to be living like this big lavish lifestyle that you would think uh that he should be that his that his dad is when we meet him here shortly but yeah she she has found her catch and she's willing to you know she's going to put herself out there and, and make sure that this this thing happens so they yeah they kind of start dating i guess he takes her to meet his father who is played by uh jeremy irons uh plays rodolfo gucci uh who owns basically half of the gucci brand um jeremy irons is excellent of course and what does he say uh to his son he says son she's after the money um you know, I don't, I don't care if, I don't care if you date, I don't care if you, you go and do whatever you want with this girl, but you're not going to get married to this girl, right? You right. can you have, have, have your fun, but do not uh, have her take our name because that's, yeah. that's not going to be bad, right? He, he doesn't yeah. want anything, anything to do with her. They're cut from different cloths, so to speak. Right. Yeah. He's like, this is not, this is not a girl you marry. This is someone you, you do other things with. Right. Um, but you know, he, one of the things that, at least at the beginning of this life that they start to kind of carve out together is Maurizio 
really does seem to care about her. And so he's like, fine, dad, you know, I don't need your money. I didn't want that anyway. He wanted to be a lawyer. Um, he wanted to be an attorney. So he mm-hmm. is fine with dis- being disowned monetarily by his father. And he shows up and at his, uh, at Patrizia's father's house and says, hey, I want to marry your daughter. I don't have any money. I'm a lawyer. I'm smart. And, um, you know, at least at the time, Patrizia is fine with that. She's like, oh, no, that's okay. And so they, you know, they go back to kind of these humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. And um, he ends up working with her, with her father in this transportation kind of trucking company. And she works in the office. She, you know, has kind of mastered um forging her dad's signature on certain things so she kind of runs things while he goes and does other stuff um so you don't get the feeling that it's super up and up business um Mm -hmm. but she does she does whatever is needed to to make sure that the business works right and that happens you think probably for a couple of years um while they get married the you know her family seems to be really happy but his family doesn't even show up at the wedding um not even his uncles or his cousin like no one shows up and then his his uncle kind of comes out of the woodwork, uh, played by the amazing Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, he's so good, Uncle Aldo. And he's having a birthday party, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna be 75 or 70. I don't know. It's a big birthday." And he says, "Hey, you know, come, um, come to my birthday. We we all want to meet you. You know, we're sorry that no one came to your wedding, but we would really like to to see you, right?" And, right. Um, so yeah. I think Patrizia, you know, you definitely think this is the chance that, you know, they can get back into the fold, right? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think Uncle Otto is kind of realizing that uh, him and, uh, you know, his brother Rodolfo, they're getting up in age. Um, they need to kind of, to, you know, I guess get the the business into some good hands. And Maurizio is the, is the one to do it because, uh, you know, Uncle Aldo's son, uh, Paolo, who's played by Jared Leto, is kind of a bumbling idiot. And he's like, I, this kid can't run this business. So uh, clearly it has to be used. So we have to we have to mend the fences um, to g- jump back to the to the wedding. It, it, it is kind of an interesting transition because uh, they're in the office there at the, the trucking thing. Uh, you know, she calls him into the office. They start having sex and it just transitions to this wedding. Uh, Lady Gaga's wedding dress is freaking amazing i is like it's it like a hundred thousand dollar dress had to have been i don't know how they afforded that if they were cut off from the from the family fortune uh but that's great uh they are playing george michael's faith over top of this thing which is kind of weird um it reminded me of like using this like kind of like period like modern music kind of in the way that like goodfellas did yeah, but it doesn't. It didn't really work for me most of the time. I thought it was more off-putting than it was, uh, kind of additive to the story. So I, I don't know about the about the choices there. Um, but I did really. You mentioned that there weren't any Gucci's at the wedding, and you can't really tell that until after, like they've exchanged vows and they're heading out, and the camera kind of pans up, and you see that the pews are completely empty on the one side oh. of the church, and the and mm-hmm. the family is. And her family is all there on the other side of the church. Um, and I thought that that shot was really neat to kind of drive the point home that yeah. no one was there from his side of the family. Yeah. I mean, so I did a little bit of research because I also was totally geeking out on her dress uh, because it's 
freaking gorgeous. I mean, Lady Gaga's beautiful in everything she does. Even when she's covered in like a meat dress, mm. she's gorgeous. It's ridiculous. But um, it's that dress is amazing. It's covered in like lace. Anybody, it's it's so great. It, it looks nothing, not nothing, but it's it's not, it's very, um, it's not, it's not a, a rendering of what was actually worn on their actual wedding day, <laughs> because what she wore on her actual, what the actual wedding dress looks like is much more um, uh, normal Catholic. So it's very high collar. Um, this was not high collar. This definitely showed off all the goodies. And um, <laughs> this, this was and no collar, basically. This was this was no collar. This was no collar at all. It was see-through lace everywhere, and it was beautiful. Um, but no, you're you're right. It had this really um the rock and roll aspect of the kind of the soundtrack in the certain parts um did throw me off a little bit i think to it it kind of mirrored the quality of where you have the over i don't know how i'm gonna say, i don't know how to say this correctly but the the shot where you see the people at the wedding so the wedding guests and you see that mm -hmm. there's a bunch of people on the bride side and no one on the groom side you sort of have that same feeling at the birthday dinner mm -hmm. only there's two sides right and so there's this really cool shot where you go straight up this aisle as they're blowing out the candles and they're in this case there's both sides and they're both filled because it's a it's all gucci's um right. at this at uncle aldo's birthday party right and so it's it's almost sort of a rewind because it's going backwards on one and it's going forwards on the other um and i don't know if that if they actually meant to do that um but i really liked the way that they the way that that came together because it really did look like they were undoing one um kind of choice by making another choice yeah it was um I, I did really like that shot when you get to Uncle Otto's uh, kind of birthday party. There's like that like drone like coming in like over like the the lake and whatever beautiful part of Italy that they're in where this uh, you know this chalet is and and they're there at his birthday party and this and this camera is just going down this table that just looks like it goes on forever and uh, having the meal and like you said all of all of the Gucci's are kind of gathered around for for this event and yeah Uncle Otto says Maurizio you should come work for the family, patch things up with your dad. Uh, you should come see me in New York sometime. Uh, he gives them, uh, you know, a, a wedding gift, which is two tickets to New York. Now, Patrizia, uh, she, I, I think she, she knows that this, this fortune is, is possible. Uh, but really she kind of cements it. She sees this like, like fortune teller, uh, kind of character. Uh, her name is Pina. She's played by Salma Hayek. Um, so she calls her, um, and Pina basically says that you can have whatever you want. And that, that is all that Patrizia needs to say, okay, let's go. Let's take these plane tickets. We're going to go to New York. We're going to see your uncle. You're going to take over this company. You're going to get this fortune. Uh, and also, by the way, I'm pregnant now. So, uh, you know, locked in, locked and loaded, good to go. They go to New York. The plan is in motion. Maurizio's taken over, I guess, his father's half of the business at this point. Um, so, so yeah, so we have one of the sons in, and now we're going to spend a little bit of time with the other son, who is Paolo. So this is Aldo's son. He's played by Jared Leto. I don't really like Jared Leto, but he's pretty good in this role. Um, he's kind of humorous. He's a little bumbling. Um, he's 
he's he's more of he's, an artistic type. Uh, he's so amazing in this role, no. though. No, you're not a Jared Leto fan, huh? No, not 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 really, not at all. Uh, he wow. he's pretty he's he's pretty good in this role, I guess. Like I said, he's a little little bumbling. He's more of more of the artistic type. He doesn't have oh, a yeah. he doesn't have a business oh, yeah, sense about him. He doesn't have like a, a smart sense about him. But he doesn't uh, he even want... have an artistic sense because apparently it's a really big no no to mix to mix pastels and browns. But he thought it was genius. And he was like, I went to Cuba and I got this inspiration. And he's like been trying to tell his father, who is Uncle Aldo, right, about his, you know, passion for, you know, creating this whole new line of clothes because Gucci was mostly leather, right? Leather goods, right? Shoes and bags and things. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, no, no. We want to expand into the rest of fashion. And he's like, I could do this, dad. I could do this. And and he, he's just, it doesn't even look like Jared Leto. Makeup on him is amazing. Uh, yeah. And he's like, I got this. And he's showing all his stuff and his father knows enough. He's like, yeah, you're an idiot, but you're my idiot. And I love you. It's very Italian where he's like, you're just a complete imbecile, but I love you anyway. And he kind of pats him on the head and he's like, no, 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 Paolo. You're not, you know, you're never going to become this, 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 this designer. no. So then he goes to his uncle, which is yeah, that's right. He goes to Maurizio's his father, and Maurizio. This is horrible. <laughs> yeah, he goes. To, he goes to Maurizio's father, and Maurizio is is not quite as kind as his own father. He's like, you can't have browns and pastels. You're an idiot. Uh, you know, study some of the things that we've designed and get out of here. So you know, all of all of these bridges are starting to get burned. Um, and that really allows Patrizia to kind of worm her way in here. She says, listen, start up your own clothing line. We will pick it up as the company. Uh, and that way, you know, you can, you can do your designs, you can do all of your art stuff and that'll be fine. But they totally railroad him, right? They file a claim that he is like, uh, copyright infringing on the patents that the Gucci company owns. Um, and they basically kind of use that leverage to kind of betray his dad and to get both of them to sell their shares. So now Patrizia and Maurizio are the sole, uh, kind of owners of, of Gucci. They, they kind of seek some outside investment to buy out those shares and they take over over the company. Uh, but really, this is kind of where things start to unravel for Patrizia. See, her problem is what she did was she took Maurizio, who is who is a nice, a nice wannabe lawyer, nice guy, and she turned him into this monster. And then this monster turned around and bit her. And, and that's where that's where it all started to go wrong uh, for this couple and for the House of Gucci. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad, it's a very sad part in the film because you know that, you, I mean, you know, going in, I didn't know anything about Gucci, right? And the, the whole family, I had no idea um, about anything about it when I started watching it, but you know, it's not going to end well or else they wouldn't have made a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but about that halfway point when, you know, uh, Patricia is saying, oh, we're going to do all these things with the brother and the uncle, and we're going to get control of the shares. And then his father dies and leaves him these shares. Um, but he doesn't sign these certificates. And somehow that just ceases to be a problem because the signature makes its way on to all the certificates. Um, you're like, oh man, um, you know, at some point the, the, the creature that she has created, um, does exactly what 
he's been taught to do right and mm-hmm. shown how to do and it is survive and he doesn't like what where he is right so you know is, is it any wonder so Maurizio ends up having an affair and he leaves his wife and his daughter in in reality um Patricia has two children they, although only one is depicted in the movie and he basically Maurizio basically gives her a stipend and says, you know, you can, you can live your life, but I'm going, I don't hate you, but I don't love you. And I don't want to be with you anymore. I'm going to move on and have my own life. And she's like, absolutely not. And so, you know, what do you do in that situation? Well, I guess if you're, if you're Patrizia, I guess you go with your, with your psychic that is now your best friend mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you go uh, hire some hitmen who own a pizzeria because this yeah, sounds that, like a really good idea, Brian. This sounds inspired. <laughs> that is right. That is that is your only option. Yeah, I mean, you you start to see it, right? So they go to they get to Switzerland, and she sees that he's obviously there with his with his friends, uh, and she's assuming his uh, his new lover, uh, which you know turns out to be. Um, and you know, yeah, she takes great offense to this. She did all of this work. She built up this empire for Maurizio and then he basically just, you know, boxed her out of it. Um, and yeah, she doesn't take too kindly to that. So orders the hit. Uh, we pick up kind of the, the last part of the film here is, uh, basically kind of that opening scene. So you see the, uh, the hit play out. Maurizio is a gun down in the streets and yeah, uh, that's not good and patricia gets arrested and uh her her psychic uh salma hayek gets arrested and the and the two guys that did the hit uh get arrested they all get sentenced to sentenced to prison and that's where it ends this is this is a a tragic tale it is a, a family tale there's uh there's betrayal and uh <laughs> intrigue and yeah it's it's just I, I don't know it's like it's like a it's like a weird kind of like rags to riches uh story i guess that ends that ends bad right so yeah it's like a it's like well i guess it's like a rags to well riches to rags to riches train wreck (laughs) implosion Um, train wreck implosion because the gucci so what happens with gucci is um you know meanwhile as maurizio is getting smarter because he was very smart he you know was running the business he ended up swindling um, you know, his uncle, um, who ended up going to jail, he betrayed his cousin out of his portion. And then he mm-hmm. partnered with, um, Tom Ford and, uh, another businessman whose name I've forgotten, but, uh, Tom Ford was a brand new designer out of Texas, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And they, um, kind of bartered a deal, not knowing with, his uncle and his cousin, not knowing uh, that it was going to eventually go to Maurizio um, saying, Hey, we want to buy your shares. We want to buy your shares. And so there's this awful, really sad scene where Aldo is, is there to make the deal because he's out of money. His son is out of money there. They don't have um, anywhere else to really go. They don't have any other option. And then in walks Maurizio um, cause he knows, he says, I know that I know you're wearing these shoes that I made. Somebody had to give them to you. You <laughs> right. can't buy them. Who gave you those shoes? Um, 
And of course, Maurizio gave them to him because <laughs> he had them because they were they were part of this like library collection. And so he's like, I can't believe you're doing this. And Maurizio did it because he wanted full 100% of control of the Gucci company. Well, unfortunately, then he decides to go buy 16 Maseratis and like three chateaus. And he's got, you know, uh, his mistress, like three houses and all this stuff. He's spending mm -hmm. all this money and he's like, oh, it's all part of the five-year plan. Well, his, his business partners don't agree with that. So they force him out and they decide to, to have him, uh, they try to buy him off um, because they're unhappy with the, the, the way the business is going. So he ends up basically selling his piece of Gucci anyway. So now today, Gucci is not owned by anybody with the name of Gucci. Like it, it's, it's no longer a family legacy at all, mm -hmm. which is actually yep. really sad. Um, so yeah, so we got, we got the, the two hit men are in jail, uh, the psychic chicks in jail, and well, I don't know if there's, if, I don't know if any of them are still in jail, um, the Patrizia is no longer in jail. She actually was released in 2016 um, mm -hmm. because, apparent, because apparently yeah, she, was... she only served 18 years of her. I think, yeah, I think they were all sentenced to, I don't know, somewhere between like 20 and 25 years, except for the, the guy that actually uh, pulled the trigger was sentenced to life. But yeah, I oh, mean, okay. it's, just, it's this, uh, it's this kind of, yeah, it's this just gradual, like, downhill spiral for this family and it's a it's a really interesting story i thought but um yeah that that kind of that kind of wraps up what happened in the movie so what were some of the highlights for you michaela um like we'd said this is nominated for hair and makeup for the oscar and that's real good i'll say that yeah hair and makeup is great i think the i love some of the costuming i really did think that they did a great job if you look at some of the pictures from the past, um, I think they really did a great account uh, of some of the renderings mm -hmm. of what Patrizia did wear. Some of the some of the shots yeah, her, are beautiful. Some of the costuming is just gorgeous. Yeah, her stuff her stuff is really good. Um, all of uh, Lady Gaga's costuming. The the gentlemen in, in the picture are easier, right? Because they're predominantly just wearing suits but her stuff you know was all relatively at, le at least from my very untrained eye they all seemed very kind of like period accurate to what mm -hmm. um you know I, I didn't do any any digging to see what you know the styles that she actually wore but but it seemed very believable to me that that is something that you know this heiress of this fortune would have been wearing in right. you know 1984 or whatever yeah. so yeah Totally. I, and I thought the acting was amazing. Um, I mean, Adam Driver is just awesome. I mean, I can't, he's going to win an Oscar for best actor in the next five years. I mm -hmm. guarantee it. It, I predict it. I, I, it's going to happen either that, or he's going to become the next Leonardo DiCaprio. That's like this underrated person. Cause he's so good. He's so good in everything. Um, even if you're not a fan of the movie, he's just amazing. Um, and Lady Gaga is amazing. I mean, I think I think all the characters do a really good job. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think it's just the the script kind of falls. There there are parts of it that kind of fall short. Um, about halfway through, it becomes almost not like I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to insult anyone um because i certainly am not a script writer i think it just i think i think it just kind of falls more into this rote story that we're all very comfortable with 
watching this train wreck. Mm-hmm. And um, the characters hold it together, but the the story, it, 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 there's nothing super special about the end that makes you, that, that gives you a, a, a chill in your spine or kind of makes you, right. you know, change your paradigm. So I really liked it. Um, but I definitely think it was the acting and like you said, the hair and makeup and the costuming that really brought it home for me. Yeah, the the acting was fantastic. Um, you mentioned Adam Driver and Lady Gaga. They're spectacular. Their chemistry together is fantastic because they can go from like completely lustfully in love to like completely like unhinged in one second. And they're both so so good at that al pacino is amazing of course because he's al pacino every time he's in a scene he steals it um it doesn't if he's in it with with jeremy irons or with Adam, it doesn't matter because al pacino like like outshines them all he he's fantastic and his makeup is insane like you couldn't even like i could there were times like you couldn't even tell that it was al pacino uh really um and same with jared leto so the you know the makeup and the hairstyling and stuff all of that stuff was was great um I, I have some complaints about this this one. I did not love this movie. Um, it, this thing clocks in at like two hours and 40 minutes, which is about an hour too long, I think. Uh, it is it yeah. is really, really long. Um, and it's it's kind of just a jumbled mess. I had a really hard time like keeping track of where we were in the story and the passage of time in the story. Um, like it just just as an example, they get the the plane tickets to New York. And then they're in a store with Uncle Otto. And I'm pretty sure that was in New York, but they don't do anything to establish that they're in New York. So you don't know if they are. And then randomly, just like two thirds of the way through the movie, they start giving you like times and locations of places they're at. So they either needed to do that the whole time or they needed to do some establishing shots. Like they could have shown them getting off of their private jet at JFK or whatever, you know, to, to at least let you know where they were. So I thought it was very jumbled. Um, the dialogue at times was a little bit choppy and, uh, yeah, this was, this was weird because the, the trailer for this thing looked incredible. The hype for it before it came out was like off the charts. It was supposed to be, you know, best actor, best actress for Gaga and Adam driver, uh, you know, best, best director, best film, all that stuff. And then it came out and people were like, uh, this, this thing is kind of a mess and it kind of is a mess. Um, but I think the story is still compelling enough and the acting is still good enough that it's, it's worth your time. If, if you're into watching a really long movie to, to go in, to go and check it out. I don't, I don't know. What, what do do you think? Did you, did you think it was put together? Okay. Like, could, could you follow along with it or were you like, "Uh, this is getting a little long in the tooth Ridley. Let's let's wrap this thing up. I definitely struggled with the, with where we were and when we were Um, definitely. And then I went back and re looked at the actual historical bits of it. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait, so that was in 1970 versus 1978. Okay. Um, so that, there were parts of it that were a little confusing. I definitely didn't know where we were. I was like, are we in Milan? Are we in New York? Or, you know, um, because again, the accents, they're all in, they're speaking English, but they were Italian. So I, I was, oh, like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's another thing that I, cause they would say like, <laughs> like, thank you. And please, they would say stuff in Italian, but then they would speak in English. So I'm like, mm, either, so I'm cut like, it I, all I, out, I cut it all out or not. So I, I don't know. I, yeah. And it was, it was long. I, again, there were parts like at the, at the one part where I really wanted more from the two actors and I blame, I kind of blame the script was when Adam Driver or Maurizio, <clears throat> when he's trying to tell Patrizia that he's done 
and she's dressed in this black like negligee and she's sitting there and she's like ready to um make up after a fight that they've had mm-hmm. and he's like oh no i'm 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 gonna have the driver take you and your dog like we're breaking up i'm gonna have him take you home tomorrow and she's like what we can't even talk about it and he's like no and she's like you've really hurt me and i'm like why are you hurt like what are you hurt about and it, it it's like did we miss something did something so i had to rewind it and say okay what are you hurt about the fact that he gave you a gift card at christmas is that mm-hmm. what you're hurt about or are you hurt about the big fight or are you are you hurt that he that you think he's sleeping with this other woman like what are you hurt about i'm very confused so and and after that it just kind of falls apart and it becomes this almost lifetime esque film right. um where, where the best part after that point the best part is the conviction with which um lady gaga says you may call me Signora Gucci. Like that's mm-hmm. it. Like yeah. that's the best part after that point. <laughs> and then it ends, and it's like, okay, well, that's that and was an hour ago. So, and, and then it ends. <laughs> that that was that. Yeah, I think you could have you could have either told a, you probably could have picked part of that story to to tell. Maybe focus more on their relationship and cut out the the stuff with like the. Um, uncle and the cousin maybe a little bit or dialed that way back I don't I don't know for sure but yeah it was it was just okay for me but uh but yeah we had to watch it because it was Oscar season so we did and I have to say our nominees in that category are Coming to America, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci and right now I'm pretty I'm pretty uh high on this one in terms of hair and makeup so we'll have to see uh stay tuned to drink the movies because we'll get our oscar stuff up there and we'll be doing our preview show all of that good stuff and if you watch house of gucci um and you also think it's too long and a little bit jumbled together uh let us know or if we're completely off the mark let us know that too we want to know and we want to know if you are having a martini while you're watching house of gucci or if you're watching any movie because you should always have a martini uh pretty much that's what that's our motto here drink the movies anyways so so let us know how you mix one of those up and send us pictures you can uh, do that. You can tag us on our Instagram and Twitter. It's at drink the movies and on facebook.com slash drink the movies. And you can follow us on TikTok. It's at drink the movies. Uh, we are getting some videos there of mixing up our cocktails going. So that's fun. And you can see pictures of all of our stuff on our website, which is www.drinkthemovies.com. And Michaela, you know, what would be really helpful for drink the movies, for our community, for all of our fans is anyone who's listening to us on Apple Podcasts, if you would be so awesome is to leave us a review there because that helps bump the podcast up and gets more people uh, into the feed, gets more people listening to it. And, you know, it helps to spread the Drink the Movies love. So if you're listening to us on Apple, go leave us a review. And where else can they check us out, Michaela? You can follow us and find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere where Anchor Podcasts are distributed. If you like us, subscribe to us. We do two uh, drops a week. Leave us a five-star review because it really does help us get the Drink the Movies out there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Michaela, we have, I don't know, a lot of movies still to watch. Um, this one's over. It was one of the longer ones. We've got a couple couple other long ones to, to check off the list. But, uh, you know, we're going to we're gonna take our martinis. We're going to go back. We're going to, you know, think about all of the time we've wasted over the last couple of months that we could have been watching Oscar movies that we were doing other things. Uh, we, we, we really need to dial it down, but we have another Oscar film coming next week. And that'll be the last of the Oscar films that we're going to be talking about before it is Oscar preview time. So 
Make sure you are following along. Make sure you are listening to the Lobby Bar. We'll keep you up to date on our struggles trying to get all of these watched. And make sure you join us next time to talk about another Oscar film on Drink Drink the the movies. Movies. The Father, the Son, and the House of Gucci. That line was so cool in the trailer and so lame in the movie. So lame in the movie.